I get all the gratification when, you know, the waiver wires here, you're like, oh, I got to get my waiver wires in. And you're typing in B-R-I-A-N space H-I-L-L. And he's not fucking there because you know why? I picked him up before he was relevant. I'm going to play him this week. And the fact that you guys probably didn't know I had him and was searching for him. I was like, oh, shit, Brian has him. Makes me a fucking fantasy waiver wire wizard. Those pass rushes were great now. That's exactly what we want to do right there. Hey, what defense is that? Sprout left exit, Richard Nixon. Hell no. It's the Nickel and Brine package. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Brian. Welcome back to the Nickel and Brian package, you priceless dimes. Thanks for returning back to the number one ranked fantasy podcast. I'm, of course, just kidding, but you know, it's number one in my heart. We have another special guest from the SJO Fantasy League this week, and it is my pleasure to have on the show with me Jake Franzen. He is our current league champion, which seems to be a fluke because he is actually back to his old tanking ways. And here he is. Jake, how's your package? Uh, well, it's full of nickels and dimes uh, before <laughs> this week started, and now it's more just nickels. I traded all the dimes away. Gotcha. Yeah, um, your trades, uh, you've been wheeling and dealing a lot lately, and I, quite frankly, I think you're trading pretty smartly, as, um, which is kind of interesting because I was trying to trade you myself, but you're pretty anti-Brian, I guess we could say. Very ha- very heavily anti-Brian this year. Um, <laughs> just uh, making sure we don't have uh, Brian have the surplus of keepers again. Uh, but no, honestly, uh, just not happy with the way my team's performed and uh, just kind of making moves to stay relevant and maybe fight for that eighth seed. We'll see. I think you have a pretty decent shot at it. I mean, the entire bottom five, six, it's still up in the air still. So we, we, we still have a couple more weeks to kind of see if you can make the playoffs. But let's get into some news real quick. A couple things I wanted to touch on is, do you think Saquon has been a bust so far? And do you think the trade I made with you to give you Saquon was a good or bad move? Well, I'd start by saying that uh, uh, Saquon was a bust this year. Uh, it's it's sad that he was going one and two in pretty much everyone's drafts, and honestly, you just you're not seeing the numbers that you that won me a championship last year with me. So it's 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 hard to see. It's hard to really say that he is a bust. But yeah, honestly, I think your trade was still bad because I got a lot of value out of Saquon to trade away. But in terms of trading him away, I think you made the right move. I mean, he, he just hasn't been the same. And granted, everything could change come playoffs. It could be the next Derrick Henry. But right now, he's been a bust. I definitely think that the time of the trade was okay. I wouldn't say it was terrible. But I definitely think the all-time high of his value was the week he came back, you know, and actually performed pretty well. And I had re- I remember telling Nick, I don't want his name uttered on this podcast because it just triggers the shit out of me. But I think now I'm okay with it because I honestly think like all these, he says he's full speed, you know, he says he's feeling good and he's not going to get shut down. And I think this is a bunch of malarkey. Excuse my language. Yeah. I mean, malarkey maybe might be a stretch, but at the same point, (laughs) uh, Like I said, I think you made a good decision getting rid of him. Have you seen this David Johnson gif that's been circling around the internet of last week's game where he had a carry and he just looked like um, the worst running back in football? I mean, what's new? No, uh, I did not see the gif, but I, I can know that David Johnson hasn't done much this year. Well, and it would not surprise me to watch a lackluster gif of him getting a yard. I so <laughs> so that just proves you haven't seen it because the guy literally uh, gets knocked backwards 
And I strongly advise you guys, especially you, Evan, because you own him, to Google David Johnson GIF. And I like week. I guess you could add week ten to it because this. <laughs> It's pretty comical how hurt this guy is, and all these reports are like, "Oh, he's a hundred percent," and this is total horseshit. After that play happened, um, he got benched. So he need—he's not right. He needs to come. He—he he just needs time to heal. So this isn't the David Johnson we've, you know, know to be a league winner. David Johnson, quite frankly, he hasn't looked like that in a while. So. I, I don't know what it's going to look like for Arizona. I could honestly see Chase Edmonds taking over this job or maybe even potentially. What's his name? Oh, man, I'm blanking on his name. Shit. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. It's just he hasn't been fantasy relevant in a while. So it, like fa- like fantasy relevant players really stick in my head and potential fantasy relevant players do. Not a bunch of fucking duds that are on the the uh, dolphins but ever since he got traded he's been fantasy relevant so i i gotta get him back in my vocabulary you know what i mean as long as you have aaron uh donald in your vocabulary we're good (laughs) well i'm sorry evan david johnson looks terrible and he's a bust maybe next year well actually you're gonna make the playoffs so never mind congratulations Good job, uh, Evan. Represent the losers. So this is the part where I take all the joy in the world where you people in the league, I'm talking about you people as like you, Jake, and everyone in my SJO league. I get all the gratification when, you know, the waiver wires here. You're like, oh, I got to get my waiver wires in. And you're typing in B-R-I-A-N space H-I-L-L. And he's not fucking there because you know why I picked him up before he was relevant. I'm going to play him this week. And the fact that you guys probably didn't know I had him and was searching for him. It was like, oh, shit, Brian has him. Makes me a fucking fantasy waiver wire wizard. And it feels great. I mean, it was a pretty uh, wizard like move you made there, Brian. And uh, I know I was paying attention because I had Devontae Freeman. And uh, the sec- <laughs> I was actually considering picking him up because you've seen my team. I've had Ido Smith most of the year just kind of handcuffing yeah, him. Yeah, I know. I know. I've been watching that very attentively. And I knew you were going to make a move for him soon as soon as Ido went on the IR. And so I made a preemptive waiver claim on him the before his bye week. So I've been hanging on to him because. I just know that eventually Devonta Freeman's going to get injured. And what happened? He got injured. And now I got a R- potential RB2 on my roster for this week. I don't know about going forward and how long that injury is going to be, but I got a, how you say, chalk play in my RB slot this week. Yeah, these kind of moves that keep you undefeated, Brian. It's a <laughs> good move. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that sentiment. Well, so, did you notice because of that, Brian Hill, there was nothing for waiver wires this week. Yeah, um, there were not really, not really much. I didn't really pay close attention to it. I think I picked up a, uh, I picked up handcuff Raquel Armstead, which I think that's a pretty good handcuff. Looks like and you then, went for two potential handcuffs. Yeah, I was going for Tony Pollard or that first, so it was like a whatever. I I didn't want to spend any fab, and then. I think Derek going for Raheem Mostert before the your guys' trade was really interesting. Um, I actually didn't plan on talking much about waivers this week. And do you want to talk about your trade now, or would you want to do that later in towards the interview? Um, I mean, it's fresh on our minds. Let's get to the brass tacks. Um, so Derek here. Honestly, it's funny because I've been talking to Nick here for a while about hold Coleman. On, hold on, let's let's talk about the actual players real quick, and then you can go into the nitty gritty. So, nitty gritty afterwards. So, <laughs> so Derek and Jake traded in this league. Derek gave up Kieran Johnson, Rex Burkhead, Stephon Diggs, and Auden Tape for Jake's Jamal Williams, Tevin Coleman, and John Brown. Okay, Jake, take it away. Okay, um, I also would like to mention the trade with Nick. Uh, we'll have to do some editing, but um, let me look it up. Well, I was gonna, 
I was gonna say the Nick Trey would be uh towards the interview of like what the um like just your overall trading of for the year. All right. Um, so, we'll... so just go on with with this trade with Cooper, and then we'll move on. Right. So inside scoop here, Derek Cooper has been trying to get Tevin Coleman for a few weeks now. Um, so I've been hearing it from Nick, and I've been hearing it from him even before I acquired Tevin Coleman. Um, so it was one of those things where he just really likes the 49ers, I'm guessing, right now. But uh, I took advantage of it in a way. I think it's going to help Coop in the long run. But, yeah, the ad of Raheem Mostert, I think it was because he knew that we were going to get a trade done. And uh, he made it happen. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that because I've been stubborn as hell for him this year. Um, well, I think something that's really interesting, Tevin Coleman, I don't know if you noticed, but he kind of got injured at the end of the game and wasn't in on the overtime. It was Raheem Mostert. So I don't know if that's a potential, oh, fuck, and he may not play this week. Or if he does play, he may not put up a lot of points. So it might be Raheem Mostert time. But I think that's worth eyeing, eyeing and um, keeping track of. So I, I, I would definitely say uh, I like this trade for Cooper more. I think you gave up a, a little too much for um, running back-wise for what you got in trade. But it makes a lot of sense. You went for you know, keeper and, and Kieran Johnson and maybe potentially Auden Tate as well, depending on uh, how they go about the AJ Green stuff. So and Stefan Diggs isn't too bad either. No, he's a pretty good player. He's been uh, pretty successful with uh, Adam Thielen out. It's going to be hard to see him do something against Chris Harris this week, but we'll we'll see how that goes going forward. I do like my trade. Um, I think it's pretty clear to see that Coop probably improves immediately. All right, well, let's move into the fantasy matchup or the fantasy recap sorry it was a terrible week for Waylon as nick had stomped him because of a uh, last moment matthew stafford fractured back holy shit you know Gosh, and then his were the seahawks on by no 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 they weren't on by they were just playing the san francisco they're on by this week so correct Man, Waylon's team really didn't put up any points. He had really tough matchups. It was really tough because um I I mean Nick easily could have won this like way harder because he had so much bench points between the Steelers defense and Darius Slayton. So I mean I I don't think there was a way that he could have won this week, which I had predicted for him to do, but you know, how are you going to predict on Sunday morning that Matthew Stafford's out? Right, and on top know? of all his buys. And and you saw those matchups really kill him this week with San Francisco uh, pinning Russell Wilson down, Zeke Elliott getting manhandled by the Vikings. It's It was – Nick made it very easy to get a win this week with the matchups that Waylon had. Well, anyway, uh, Waylon is doing all right. He's still second place. Nick, uh, way to go, buddy. You performed a little over expectations. So keep on chugging, my dude. Hope Saquon does better. Uh, so our... <laughs> he's not going to. Our next game is Evan versus Taylor. And I had put Evan on upset alert. And I got that extremely wrong. Even with a Josh Reynolds in his OP slot, man, he made some really bad start-sit decisions, it looks like, with Joe Mixon putting up an 18 spot and Adebo Samuel putting up a 17. But he still overcame all of that. Um, beat her by about 35 points, so it was 150 to 115. He just, it was obviously this Golden Tate, Amari Cooper... And then, oh man, I didn't even notice David Johnson put up negative 0.5 points. Yep. You know what? That should have been the, f oh God, holy shit. That's terrible. It, it was his, Harrison Bucker put up 17 points, man. Kickers are so. I love unfair. kickers, Brian. You're never getting rid of them. Yeah, we're going to definitely get rid of him this year. Hopefully, I can sway Derek. I gave him two years to, you know, make up his own mind, but I'm going to start really, you know, lobbying for it. All right in the off season and going. Yeah. Forward. And um, I think Taylor was just uh, missing a little bit of Christian Kirk this week. We'll go about that in a little bit later. <laughs> yep. Uh, definitely a little rough with the Christian Kirk. Our next matchup is Jake. You 
for uh versus Matt and you want to just run this through me with a good old play-by-play on a uh, good old Jake? play-by-play started with a little friends and on friends and crime uh earlier in the week of getting rid of <laughs> Christian Kirk and I knew seeing him playing Tampa Bay I'm like this is not good for me hold on Jake 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 let me stop you there getting rid meaning she dropped him on the waiver wire correct? uh she uh dropped him for Kalen Ballage uh the, one of the best running backs in he, Miami. Kalen Balaj, right? Balaj. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's so bad that we don't even know it's his not, name. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's a terrible player, but um, really interesting drop by her. And uh, I completely regret trading Christian Kirk to her in the first place. I just didn't feel like I could hold him any longer. And so it got the deal done with her. But man, I really wish I still had him. I have him in almost all my leagues and I wish I had him. But uh, fuck you, Matt. You're doing a great job. You put in a $16 bid and that won somehow. So congratulations, man. You bought yourself another week. Yeah, and he almost bought himself a full W. Uh, but, you know, thankfully his running back duo really just came out to play again. It's really hard to beat Matt when you got both his running backs, you know, putting up 50 combined again. So. He had a, he had a great week. It just sucks that I put up the fourth most this week, and you know got now. Well, I think you would have lost anyway because he probably would have had Robbie Anderson slot. Right, in and there. that that's so. the silver lining because you know by the end of the week I was like, you know what, Christian Kirk didn't make the difference. I can still love my sister. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Family love, man. You really needed to win this week, and it sucks you didn't. I still think you can potentially make the playoffs as long as you do, as long as you win yeah. out. So I'm rooting for you, Jake. I know it doesn't sound like it whenever I bash you for being a fake championship winner, fluker. I really actually enjoy seeing you guys win. Uh, I like seeing you guys win more than I like seeing Matt win. I really don't like seeing Matt win. So yeah, I can see why. <laughs> I mean, Matt's Matt's been one of the steady hands at the top of the league for most years. So. Uh, it's, it's, it's never fun, but you know what? It's, it is what it is. It is what it is. And I like your attitude about it going, uh, now going forward, we got Ethan versus Derek and man, Ethan has fallen harder than Netflix's stock. As soon as Disney plus was announced, because Holy shit, man, Jared Goff putting up a 1.7, Brian Hoyer putting up a 5.2. Oh, God, what Gosh, happened? I, I think a lot of people just didn't expect Pittsburgh to have that good of a defense this year. And that add, that addition of, um, oh, gosh, uh, what's the safety on? Minka Fitzpatrick. Gosh, I'm blanking. Yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick. He's He's been a great addition to that defense, and he, he, he made him pay this week. I, I'm, I definitely said that on this podcast as well, that I think Minka Fitzpatrick is a fantastic add to that Steelers defense. And he's a super talented player and probably one of the only bright spots on that Miami defense. So I'm really glad to see that he's playing well and he's in a good organization. So um, it really sucks because I I honestly thought Ethan was going to be a playoff team. And then out of nowhere, man, his team just went bad. Like it, it, it just, and what's crazy is he made really good trades and he was looking really good. And then Jared Goff happened and then Jacoby Brissett got injured. And then, you know, you can't have Leonard Fournette every single week. He has to have a bye week, you know, and before that T.Y. And, Hilton going down. So you, it's, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. Like, but we're kind of getting away from the other story here, which is Derek on a two-week win streak, and he is currently sixth place. So by all measures, he's potentially going to make the playoffs, and um, that's going to be very impressive for two years in a row if he does do that. So yeah, he, he's not. I kind of contribute. I kind of contribute his first uh, playoff uh season kind of to Mc- to Mikhail because he set him up so well but he definitely made the management um the managing during the year so it's not totally you know 100% Mikhail but he still set him up for a lot of really good success and this year 
he just winged it, you know, like he's done the research. He's he's really looking forward to making the playoffs and potentially trying to upset and win again. So I'm really proud of him and I'm sorry, Ethan. I hope you win this week. It's not looking good for you though, my man. I don't think you're gonna make the playoffs. Tough, Ethan. I was rooting for you. So our next matchup was myself versus Mark. I oh. am ten and oh, oh. ten and oh. So oh. that's really exciting, and um, I, as I can hear from the joyous tone of your voice, um, you really enjoy, you know, me being ten and zero in the league. It's fantastic. I know it's not a big deal. I really, I really. Thank you all for believing. Oh, you're so me. welcome, Brian. You're so very welcome. All that hard work into trades and keepers, it really, really goes to show you what, what hard work can do, right, Brian? Yep. And um, it's what happens when you're obsessed with something. And it's, it's uh, a nice little hobby. I love fantasy football, and I'm glad it's paying off for me. So anyway, Mark, uh, good game. You still have a decent team. Just... No one expects Philip Rivers to put up nine and Drew Brees to put up eleven. So yeah, that that's uh, it's pretty tough. And um, if he had played Daniel Jones, uh, I still would have beat your ass, but it would have been a little closer. So anyway, uh, moving on to the last game of the week, which was Dylan versus Luke. This uh, Dylan once again took home the award for the lowest points scored of the week. Uh, I won't. We won't spend too much time on this. Uh, I thought Dylan might have a chance this week, but alas, that didn't happen. Um, Kyler Murray kind of told him no. Chris Carson told him no against a really good defense. I I think I made a a prediction that uh, Luke's matchups were a little too rough, and that potentially he could pull up the upset, but didn't happen it's all right dylan there's always next year next year buddy glad glad to glad to see you back in the pit (laughs) well let's move into the nfl matchups um i wanted to talk about houston versus baltimore now baltimore's really been on fire lately and i know you're a massive deshaun watson fan as well as i am who's gonna win this game jake and I definitely think it's going to be right. Baltimore. And it it's looking like it should be Baltimore just as far as the better teams as a whole. But uh, honestly, like Deshaun Watson just can prove that if he comes to play and puts on his a game there, he can beat anybody. So there, there's a lot of people who will probably say Baltimore will win this week. I'm going to go on a limb and say the Texans will upset Baltimore. Um, and they will use the Patriots' brief success against them to beat them. Right, it's going to be a tough matchup. I just don't see a world where the Ravens lose this game. I mean, <laughs> Lamar Jackson has the same rushing yards as Carlos Hyde, and <laughs> he only has like 400 less like passing yards than Deshaun Watson So, and three less touchdowns. So, I mean, I... <laughs> Oh, numbers wise, if you're looking at quarterback matchups, I, like Lamar I'm, I'm Lamar Jackson saying, has the better matchup I'm, here. I'm just saying he, he, he'll probably do better. The Baltimore Ravens offense is better than the Texans and their defense is better than the Texans. So it just it doesn't make any sense to me for the Houston Texans to be anywhere close to winning this game. I think they're gonna force them to throw and then, you know, don't get me wrong, I love Deshaun Watson, but I definitely think that He's going to throw a couple interceptions this game. It's not going to be pretty. Lamar Jackson's going to put him away. Well, let's hope that happens for your sake. <laughs> yep. Um, so the next game is New Orleans versus Tampa Bay. I have like 20 players in this game going this week. So I'm hoping for no uh, Marshawn Lattimore and... Um, yeah, and hopefully this is a shootout. Right. It's going to be really tough for you to kind of pick out uh, which receiver you have that's going to go off this week. But, I, I mean, it's New Orleans and Tampa Bay, so this is a typical shootout that happens pretty much since Breeze came to New Orleans. So there could be one of those lots of fantasy implications coming from this game. Well, I do have 
One, two, five players in this game. So I'm definitely game stacking right now. Um, pretty crazy. I, I'm going to pull my hair out if Ronald Jones gets a touchdown this game or Peyton Barber gets a touchdown this game. So I'm really hoping for all fantasy points going to Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, and Alvin Kamara. So, Gosh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be just great for you? <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that New Orleans is going to win this game with or without Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, you got a rare sighting of just a dysfunctional New Orleans offense last week, but you know Sean Payton's not going to have that twice in a row, especially yeah. against an interdivisional team. So New Orleans should you should see a nice back 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 a uh, blah, blah. should be a nice back to New Orleans style football going on, and should see a nice W. Yeah, I I think so as well. And our final game that I want to talk about is New England versus Philadelphia. Uh, this is a rematch of the Super Bowl game, and do you think it's going to be close? Do you think the Patriots' defense is still that good after that Baltimore Ravens beat? So it's it's funny because uh, I mentioned I had a, my other league. I had someone trying to trade me the Patriots' defense this week, uh, trying to get Kamara off my hands, and I was I told him like this is not the same Patriots' defense. You you got a team that was getting a lot of cupcake matchups earlier in the year. And you know what? When Philadelphia has a must-win game or, like, has that kind of drive that, like, we have to win this game, they go out there and win the game this year. So, uh, honestly, like, this could very well just be another New England loss we see coming up here. And, I mean, Philadelphia has the team to beat it. It just it just depends. And maybe we get some uh, goat magic from uh, Brady himself. But, yeah. Um, it's, I actually like the Eagles to win this game. I'm kind of complete opposite of you. Um, I feel like the Super Bowl rules here apply where if you give Bill Belichick two weeks to um, kind of prepare for your team, I don't think you're going to win. So I'm, I'm definitely going to say if they didn't have a bye before this, I think the Eagles could have a chance, but I'm confidently rolling the Patriots defense out there and especially with no um, Deshaun Jackson and potentially with no Alshon Jeffrey, I really don't think that the, I don't think this is looking good. So kind of like a little waiver wire pickup for you desperate folk out there. Take a quick look at N Nelson Aguilar. I think that could be a potential league winner if you guys want to pick him up. So I would in this league, but I just I have too much stuff on my bench to do so. So good luck to the Philly offense because I definitely think that times are going to be tough this week. So are interesting. There... So yeah, you're really backing up that Patriots defense this week, huh? Yeah, like 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 I was saying, only because of the buy. Um, if they didn't have a buy, I wouldn't feel as confident. So. Um, are there right. any other Makes games sense. that you wanted to talk about? Uh, there's not too much fun stuff on the docket this week. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have an interesting uh, Big 12 reunion with Baker Mayfield, Mason Rudolph with Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Yikes. Um, Dallas is getting a potentially Stafford-less Lions. Um, but there's not too much going on. Uh, it should be a, hope, a pretty... Uh, easy week as far as picking teams go all right man well let's dive into our fantasy matchups preview 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 so <laughs> <laughs> i need to get an echo or um sound effect so uh, i'll be i'll be on point next time with the echo. <laughs> all right so we're looking at matt versus myself i think this could be a potential upset alert um what do you think? I mean, anytime Christian McCaffrey is on your team, I mean, you, you have a lot of upset potential. Uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook's another huge player. And uh, I think with matchups, it you should theoretically win this game. But if we see another lackluster New Orleans performance, I mean, uh, and Tampa Bay tries to keep the low scoring game, I mean, you're in for a lot of trouble. But like I said, I just, I, it's hard he to see that happen. He does have OJ Howard this week. So if he catches another touchdown, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you will be. 
but I think you'll get over it. I think I'll get over it, but I, I like me in this matchup to win, go 11-0, hopefully. I'm looking for an undefeated season. Um, but I definitely think I'm going to put myself on upset alert this week. Matt, Matt's team, uh, the Christian McCaffrey's can definitely beat me, or Dalvin Cooks can beat me. So, would you say I'm I'm um, upset alert? I think there's a definitely a chance for upsets, but it's 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 hard to see it this week. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate your confidence in my team. I'm hoping the more confidence I have in your team equates to less fortunate luck for you. So. All right, so let's move on to Ethan and Luke. So Ethan and Luke here, we got a an 11 spot versus an 8 spot. I honestly don't know who could win this game. I think if I were to guess, I would say it. it I think Ethan's going to win this game. And I, that might be a hot take, but I really like Ethan's matchups this week. Yeah, uh, Ethan definitely has some decent matchups here going forward, but um, it's hard to say just with the way Ethan's team has played. You just and Brissett coming back, it 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 should it should line up for an Ethan W here. Um, I'm actually leaning the other way and would have to say probably Luke uh, gets a W this week. But um, right, Ethan, I'm, Ethan, hang I'm in there. Just you, go you and this. say this is my upset of the week. Upset of the week. Upset, upset, upset. Upset, 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 upset. All right. (laughs) This is a uh, high-end podcast with fantastic sound effects, guys. So um, if anyone tells you different, don't believe them. Yeah, shout out to all the people doing hard work out there. (laughs) So the next game is the Battle of the Franzens, which is you and your sister Taylor. So, uh, Jake... What's the trash talk sounding like? Uh, pretty weakly sitting here tied for ninth. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's just one of those things where I'll probably send her a n- nice text leading up to, and then uh, she'll probably get some smack talk on Sunday, just telling her she's about to be put into the category of teams not making the playoffs this year. Uh, oh, we'll shit! Oh, it, shit! It, I will guarantee you the loser of this game is out of playoffs. And the, if either Taylor or I have hopes, it definitely relies on this week. I, I do like my matchups a little bit more than hers. I know I have a couple that are iffy, but, I, I, you know, I Emmanuel like Sanders, a lot better. I like Emmanuel a Sanders lot better. could come back and be great for Taylor. But it, I, I don't know. I think it'll I, I think I got this. I, I honestly think Darnold, Kelsey, um, Diggs, um, Brown, Lindsey, Prescott, I think all those guys are just going to be fantastic this week for you. And, I mean, we don't know how much the – I could see Derek Carr kind of going off a little bit here. If I were Taylor, I would play Tyrell Williams to try and get that stack to try and beat you. I'm not really that confident with the whole Jordan Howard against New New England. So, and I'm not sure about DJ Chark with uh, Foles coming back. There's a lot of question marks there, especially with Cooper Cup putting up a donut last week. And, but I do like your chances to win this. So, good luck, man. Yeah, thanks. I think uh, I'm going to go ahead and, can I say it? Can I say I choose myself to win this week? <laughs> hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong with choosing yourself. You know, if no one's going to do it, so you might as well do it for yourself, you know? <laughs> right. So our next game is Waylon versus Derek. And my, oh my, Derek's been uh, trying to trade, swinging those deals. You know, we talked about your trade with him earlier. And I I hope Tevin Coleman will play. Um Kind of a little bit of a conspiracy right now, but Tevin, I mean, he doesn't have a questionable tag. He isn't on the injury report, but we got to keep an eye. I feel like I need to keep an eye on him for Derek. But anyway, I think Melvin Gordon's going to have a fantastic game. I think this could easily be an upset alert because, once again, <laughs> Waylon's going to be without Matthew Stafford, and his, his only starting quarterback this week is Dwayne Haskins. 
I was no. gonna say this was my upset of the week. Was Derek <laughs> is gonna is beat Waylon? This isn't an upset though. I mean, Waylon's team is really falling apart. He's basically the wagon in Oregon Trail. Oh yeah, I mean that's a pretty so, good. He's 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 been you know really making it out. He's 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 almost to Idaho or some shit, and you know he's starting to really fall apart. So. <laughs> Yeah, trading away Lamar Jackson really, really hurt Waylon's team. Don't get me wrong, I'm rooting for Derek, but I definitely think Derek will win this game. So it kind of aligns. I think I I think Waylon should have made a a move before the deadline for uh, one more quarterback. But what are you gonna do, man? You know? Yeah, it, it's hard. It's especially just seeing that fluke injury with Stafford. I mean. It's 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 hard, especially to see Haskins as that quarterback he has. It's and you look at all the other matchups. I mean, everything else doesn't look half bad, but yeah, he's really missing from the OP in the quarterback spot. Well, I actually think Haskins has a really good chance to put up some numbers this week, and I think old Scary Terry is going to be relevant this week as well. And I've been, I I was trying to trade Mike Evans or Chris Godwin at the last minute, but none of the trades kind of really appealed to me. And I really think Scary Terry is going to be a fantastic keeper for next year, potentially. And I also think Chris Godwin will be as well. But then I have Lamar Jackson. I have Jameis Winston. I honestly think Jameis Winston is going to figure it out. Like, I think they're going to realize that I think what will end up happening with Jameis Winston is they'll sign a rookie quarterback or whatever, and then maybe like six, seven weeks into the next season, if he's still playing like turn turnover Terry, you know, then yeah. maybe they'll put in a rookie or something. But I don't, I, I, I really expect them to stick with um, Winston and. I think Bruce Arians is a is a um, hard headed coach, like a stubborn guy. Where he's like, Jameis will get the, you know, he'll get it. I I trust in Jameis. He he he's gonna do it. I'm a quarterback whisperer. You know, like well, I think he's definitely gonna try to live up to his quarterback whispering um, ways. Well, and that's the thing too is Bruce Arians came to Tampa Bay like saying Jameis is a quarterback I want. But then you have to look at it this year. Like, this is his contract season. So you do you think Tampa Bay will even extend him next year? They have to, right? I definitely think they will. And um, un- unless something crazy, like, I haven't looked over it, but uh, what about Andy Dalton to the, to the Buccaneers, man? Gosh, there's so much potential change that could happen, but we, I know, we won't get so, off tangent I mean, tonight. We, yeah, we try not to get off too tangent but... That might be something interesting, you know? So, um, anyway, uh, I like Derek here over Waylon. Uh, good luck, Waylon. I think yeah, Derek over will Waylon. have a good week, but I don't know if it'll be enough to overcome Derek's team. And then uh, our next one is Evan versus Nick, which, man, <sighs> Evan got some tough matchups this week with Carlos Hyde. I think Amari Cooper is going to turn into Amari Pooper this week. And then Carson Wentz, if that whole Patriots defense comes to play, I think it's going to annihilate Wentz. So I'm definitely going to have to go Nick here, regardless of what happens to um, these matchups. I mean, I I don't see how Nick loses this game. Yeah, it would be really hard seeing him lose this game, uh, especially with, you know, you never know. It looks like Emmanuel Sanders could potentially play this week, which means Debo Samuel might not be that player he expected when he picked him up. And maybe Finley's really brought out the new Joe Mixon, but uh, yeah, it's just really hard with Evans matchups this week. It just it's hard to see happening. And Nick now has that pretty uh killer OP quarterback Mahomes Watson combo that's going it, to yeah. it, it's something that could and should put Evan away. So our next game is um, Dylan versus Mark, and oh boy, I think Dylan's going to upset Mark now that I'm taking a look at this. Talk and about lovable losers. Uh, I don't this... I don't think this is going to be close. I think Dylan's going to absolutely smash Mark this week. I mean, it's looking like 
other than Drew Brees and potentially maybe a Marvin Jones sighting, uh, it's it's really hard to see the rest of the team coming up to do something. To And Dylan, he's at the bottom of the standings right now, but he's actually acquired some talent. It's, it sucks to see him there at the bottom, but, it, you know, it's it, this one might put him up and get him another win this week. We'll see. I definitely think he has a potential to win this week. So I'm looking forward to it, Dylan. I believe in you, my man. So Dylan, I believe in you and, and my playoff hopes rely on it. <laughs> All right. So there's a little backing there because Jake needs to get into the playoffs. Well, I mean, even if, if Mark does somehow win, I mean, yeah, it's, that's, that's bad news for Jake. But just looking at matchups specifically, yeah, I, I do think Dylan has this in the bag. All right, man, let's move on to some interview questions for you uh, specifically. Um, I, my first one here is, um, was your championship a fluke last year? Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to say it wasn't a fluke. I would say that over the past, especially recent years, I have just not been picking the right players. And maybe part of it's poor research, part of it's just uh, not, not seeing things clearly. Poor hindsight. Uh, but I was going to say for the longest time, I had, a, I had a streak of making the playoffs. There was only one year I didn't make up the playoffs in the first eight, first nine years. Um, and then now just having three of the last four years looking like potential playoff misses, it's, it, it's, it's looking bad and probably gives me a bad rap, but I, I don't want to say it's a fluke. And honestly, that was the thing I did last year. I, I did pick the right people, honestly. And it, it, did a couple trades and acquired the Saquon, and uh, you know it's really hard losing Saquon last this year because man, he 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 helped me win a championship, but at the same time, you know it's I don't think he's that same guy this year. So I, maybe I lucked out having him last year. I think he's the same guy. I think it's just the elements around him which are you know dragging him down. I think the Giants' O line is absolute dog shit. And it doesn't help that, you know, they have a rookie quarterback that, you know, gets rattled if there's any kind of pass rush. So I definitely think it's everything around him that's kind of combining into what you see right now. But um, I definitely think that your championship was not a fluke. I just think that you got really lucky in the final. You know, you would say that because you got second, right? Right. I did actually lose to you in the final. And I, I honestly think that you got very lucky. I don't think I, you being there was a fluke. I guess I'm trying to like give you some credit. You know what I mean? I we we both had pretty good week 16s, and mine just was a little bit better. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it, that's. I mean, that's and that's how it goes when you have a single elimination uh, playoff. You know, that's how it goes, man. And I, I remember you and Matt had a really high-scoring one, yeah. and I think Waylon and Matt had a high-scoring one. But I, I mean, as far as like high-scoring games go, that was that was that was up there. It's like we we both put up enough points to win it. It was just came down the wire, and I wanted a little bit more. Yeah. So it's 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 nice to get that uh, big monkey off my back, and you know, to see my name on that trophy and. You know, it, it just feels good. What has been your biggest surprise, good and bad? Gosh, my, my biggest surprise is uh, just seeing Lamar Jackson uh, <laughs> just become the, like the new Lamar Jackson. Like I knew he was going to be good fantasy wise, and uh, honestly, yeah, like he, he's such a good talent. But at the same time, I mean, I don't think anyone saw what he was doing this year and becoming MVP caliber player this year. So, and getting that kind of production done that that surprised me um i mean as, as far as teams goes uh I, I mean i really think uh evan's team has kind of surprised me lately i, <laughs> yeah. I really like uh yep yep i really like him on the rise and uh representing uh this uh m the good old misfits of the saint joe fantasy league uh, we got a 99 percent <laughs> oh yeah the 99 percent. no it's a uh, just this nice group of taylor ethan evan me and i, I guess dylan too so you know we we got to get as many of us uh to win a championship right, and it's uh right. we, we gotta we gotta slay the slay the giants right exactly so what was the bad gosh the, the bad is there's just baker uh, mayfield man there were I, it's gotta be. It's one of those things, and that's where I was going because having him kept for a fifteenth round this year, 
I was so high on him, and you, I live in Oklahoma, so it's the worst. They specifically broadcast Cleveland Browns games because of Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma, just, just, just so those people out here that don't live there. Um, and I so honestly don't think – I mean, I surely did not see this coming because I was trying to acquire him from you all offseason for a stupid amount of uh, capital. So, I mean, I thought the Browns were going to be at the top of their division, and what happens? You got the Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. So I, I think Freddie Kitchens is trying to get fired. So I think they need a clean house. Yeah, it's really hard to say that Freddie Kitchens is going to be able to stay there this year. I mean, I, yeah, because that's just the thing. Is Baker Mayfield, like, in the last few weeks, he was he was a top consistent player. He was one of the best quarterbacks to have. And to see – and I do think the Cleveland Browns hype was way too much this year. I will say that I, I thought the Ravens were still going to win the division, but I thought the Browns would have a winning record, and that's just not looking like the case. Well, and then, it's a dog and then pound, seeing, baby. <laughs> dog pound will forever just be, be sad dogs. Be okay. <laughs> be, o, be, o, be okay, average dogs. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about any of your trades outside of the recent Cooper one? Um, Man, I find it interesting that I traded for Saquon and then traded away Saquon. I didn't see that coming Well, he's this not year. keepable, so it makes a lot of sense. And he hasn't been really performing, so I think you capitalized on his stock. Well, I, I will say uh, the trade with Ethan I made earlier this year with uh, yep. for I gave him Haskins and uh, I think that worked out very Hilton. well for you, especially because of the um, Haskins and the uh, T.Y. injury. And then you got Darnold, although Darnold has kind of put you in the stinker. Um, he's not been playing the best lately, but. I think he still got pretty good value for what the trade was. Just having Darnold as a second quarterback, and I think the bigger package of getting Jamal Williams out of that because oh, yeah, that was been... the piece I really needed to get make that trade happen, and I'm really happy I acquired him because he he he's been consistent. He had a really kind of a rough average outing last week, but he's been a good double digit guy for me. He's so. been a really it, uh, surprising RB two lately. I mean. He really puts up around the 10 spot when you really need it. So it's uh, been, he's, he's been pretty good. I mean, I would definitely rather have him over Ty Johnson. So, right. And then I guess that leads me into this question. Am I the permanent league villain? Um, I would say pretty much uh, made yourself the league villain um, with just the way that you've uh, kind of just attacked people. I almost <laughs> say, cause I, there's, <laughs> the Brian trade acquiring that just there's Coop's starting to learn that uh like kind of like that hassling that you've gotten to people but man you it, you want something you go for it and it's you you do have the time to bug people and get those trades and I I gotta say just the way you trade and the keepers and your success over the last few years you've you've become the the dark horse villain of our league. So what would it take for me to become the hero? Um, <laughs> just continue to let lovable losers like Evan beat you and me beat you. You know, no you know, if you, if you get, if you keep getting second to, you know, that us, our group here, I mean, you know, you might become the hero we need. So, <laughs> well, I think it's starting to kind of happen a little bit. Um, expect, well, not really for this year, but I think, um, I don't remember who said it. I think it was Ethan where, um, he kind of hit the nail on the head when he when when he said, "To be a lovable uh, person and a hero in this league, you kind of have to be a loser." And because when you're a loser, you're not really a threat to anybody, and that's how you become not a villain. So, if I were to say that there are a couple villains in this league, it would definitely be myself, Matt, and Waylon. But I feel like no none of them are potentially viewed as such. O only me because i am most vocal and um the most uh interactive with everybody uh yeah interactive and also uh, a lot of rule changes that you like to add that no one else agrees <laughs> with so well i also like to fight them as well and 
it doesn't really always and, work out for me, especially this year where we made a couple changes. So, well, yeah, and if you're gonna fight for some things, I mean, you know, you're you're, you're gonna start fights, you're gonna become the villain, Brian. <laughs> I thought I laid out a couple really good points, but I feel like I was too um, closed ears, you might say. Yeah, you can say that. I, I just feel like there are some rules that we can do to improve the league, and a lot of your rules would almost destroy the league. Gotcha. Well, that makes uh, zero sense because I think they would be fantastic for the league. But <laughs> Are you saying is the league just made up of you, or is it made up of all 12 of us? Well, that's why these rules haven't been passed, because there is a such thing as democracy. You know, Everyone has a vote, and it's important. Yeah. Yeah, thank goodness we have votes. <laughs> I I am a tyrant, a fantasy tyrant. Well, anyway, Jake, it's been a pleasure having you on. And is there anything else you'd like to kind of talk about? Uh, Yeah, I'd like to talk about how Brian might potentially become one of the first people to go undefeated <laughs> and then lose in the first round of playoffs. <laughs> so uh, just be prepared for that, guys. <laughs> The sadness of Brian, week 15 morning. I love the fact that you guys are trying to put this bad juju on me, and it's it's not going to harm me. Like, it's it's literally not going to harm me. So Yeah, and overconfidence never hurt anybody. <laughs> hey, as long as I sound humble, the fantasy gods will always be in my favor. Yeah, you can only hope. <laughs> well, anyway. Well, Brian, it was good talking to you. Thanks for having me on. Uh love the work you guys have made and done to make this podcast so i just hope to keep listening to you guys and shout out to those lovable misfits you know us the, we're gonna get some more championships you priceless today. dimes <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening and uh please join me again for next week i'm trying to make thursday night a uh podcast night pretty standard um i'm trying to work through it so uh work's been really busy lately and um thanks for listening guys i really appreciate it bye-bye bye but the things that i don't see out there is also you having no fun have some fun man and we got a whole other half in, this, in the rest of this quarter this game. The Nickel and Brian Package Podcast. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, y'all, some fun.